This podcast contains explicit content. Hardly focused presents. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I think the Jack and Jack show. I told myself, Mario, take it easy. Jack. Well, that's just fucking doodle dandy. You are listening to the Jack and Jack show. The balance beam. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Ack and Jack Show. Chris Acciardi, Jack Gill. You can find us at ackandjack.com. That's A-C-C and jack.com. Ack, how are you now? Oh, not so bad. Nah, I skipped the line. Good and you. <laughs> Good and you. Oh, not so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. <laughs> uh, have you checked out that game that everyone is playing called Stray? Um, I haven't played it myself. I am aware of it. It does look very cute, very interesting. Uh, so it's on the we'll probably pick up at some point in the near future list. Yeah, it's good. Uh, I think you'll like it. Mm-hmm. What I like about it is that it's different. Yeah, we need something different. Um, yeah, we we don't have really any deviation from video games these days. It's all online. It's all multiplayer. There's nothing but microtransactions and loot boxes and shit. Very rarely do you have uh, a single player game mm-hmm. and a fresh idea, a fresh IP. So uh, that's why I like this. So for for the unaware in this game is uh, very much taken off in the past week since it came out. But it was, I believe, revealed two years ago. Mm-hmm. And when it was revealed two years ago, generated a lot of hype. And now it's out. Uh, the game is called Stray. It's by Annapura Interactive. And uh, let's put it this way. I was at a concert last night and two different groups of people standing near me both of them at different times throughout the night were talking about this game uh, yeah that's that's buzz right there yeah so i uh, uh the game is about uh, a cat you play as a cat mm-hmm. you are a cat and in the game you do cat things you can uh claw at walls you can uh meow as one does <laughs> jump up and down on things uh you you can uh, knock things off of walls and then scare the shit out of yourself. <laughs> I live with this every day. I have two felines that are uh, both uh, my prides and joy and also the banes of my existence. Mm-hmm. I have them locked out of this room right now. That's cats for you. So, uh, oh, I think the heat is messing with them. I've, I've noticed that they've been, act, uh, they've been acting yeah. different. Now that the house is cool. Mm-hmm. I've got air conditioners in every room. The, the one, the big one in the, uh, first floor of my house, goes on, it has a thermostat. So it goes on whenever it gets too hot. Yep. So I, I, but it's still not enough for them because one of them will, they, they've both been more vocal than usual and more like, <sighs> like needy i don't know if like affection is the right word but hey dad what the fuck yeah see i think with my cat now cooper would call me dad 
my cats, because cats are jerks, would just call me Jack. Yeah, it's true. Like, it's like Bart Simpson calling Homer by his first name. Yeah. And not dad. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I'm sitting here during meetings uh, every day this week, and Bill who's the more vocal of the two, like eventually I had to like kick the cats out of the room every time I have a meeting. Cause I'd be sitting, every time I go to start talking, you just hear in the background. Meow. <laughs> meow. Like, Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> like, what do you want? And then he's just staring at me. I'm like, okay. All right. Mm-hmm. So that's what I wanted you to stare at me. <laughs> uh, Stray is not entirely a cat simulator. Like the game, you're not just playing as a cat. And just doing cat things there actually is a story to it mm-hmm. uh, a very a very good story in my opinion um in, in a cyberpunk setting uh somewhat remnant i'd say somewhat reminiscent to the last of us hmm. um i'm halfway through the game right now i'm not going to spoil it but um it is like i said a refreshing change of pace from the drivel that we have as yeah. of late one thing I did hear about it is it's pretty short and there's a lot of variation in how you can play. So uh, I've, I've heard that there's a lot of like excitement already that this could be a really big game in the speedrunner community. Oh, like you're going to start seeing like all the, all the big speedrunner pros trying to, you know, if I, if I meow with this wall in the correct angle three times, I glitch through it and can finish the game 15 <laughs> seconds faster. You know, that's going to give it a lot of uh, extra longevity. Yep. Uh, it's definitely uh, linear, but you are right. There, there is, uh, especially once you get in the second half of the game, uh, opportunities for you to just blitz through everything if you don't want to stop and actually like try to hunt for collectibles and mm-hmm. take in the environment around you. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's not entirely surprising given the pre-release hype for it that everyone's talking about it, but. Uh, it's good. Yeah, like I said, I think you'd like it. I'm glad a game is good. I always like to hear that. <laughs> not, a, not a lot of games come out these days that, <laughs> that are very good. Yeah. Uh, the Last of Us, uh, which I believe you've played. I have played the first one. I did not play the second one, but I spoiled myself intentionally on the story. Okay. And I assumed I probably wasn't going to get around to playing it, but I wanted to know what everyone was talking about so <laughs> right yeah uh the second one absolutely emotionally exhausting mm-hmm. um i don't think it helped that the game came out right when kate and i split up so yeah you know i look back at that period and, and there's a lot of things that like that i there's so many things i enjoy that you know it's just in the back of my mind i'm gonna be like hey this is this is a thing that i was taking in when Kate and I split and I was using that stuff as a distraction is one going through such a situation would do. Yeah, uh, last absolutely. Of, last of us part two being one of those things, but at the same time, regardless of what would have been going on in my life or in the world at that time, summer mm-hmm. 2020 still, <laughs> still an absolutely emotionally exhausting game. And it's just one of those ones where I'm like, I don't know if I could play it again. Yeah, I hear that. Uh, but uh, the last of us, the first game, now this is quite controversial. The last, the Last of Us, the first game, is now referred to as The Last of Us Part One, because yeah. the sequel is Part Two. So The Last of Us Part One is a full blown remake of the game. Now, mind you, the game hasn't even been out for ten years, mm-hmm. and we're getting a from the from the ground up remake, which has been 
controversial. Right. But I would say uh, I, I, I understand why Naughty Dog is remaking the game, the developer, why they're doing the remake and why they're charging full price for it. But it looks mm-hmm. absolutely fantastic. Of course, I'm going to buy it on day one and play it again. Yeah, yeah why not? <laughs> yeah. What I think they're doing is they want to have at some point. I, th- I think the intention and this isn't what they've announced this is just me kind of predicting the future mm-hmm. here. But the intention is to release uh, part one and part two together. Right. They wanted to have the games be uh, visually and from a gameplay point of view is is similar and as seamless as possible. So you can transition from part one into part two without uh, sort of, you know, the jarring difference in graphics and. Yeah. Makes sense. Because it has part one now has inherited a lot of the uh, gameplay uh, innovations from part two. Okay, cool. The graphics look absolutely amazing. They just they they didn't just like upscale stuff. They they reskinned everything. The environments look different. Yeah. Um, and it's coming out on PC too. So this oh cool. This being, in my opinion, the greatest game ever made. Like that's, uh, twenty thirteen was a good year for games. So some of my favorite games ever developed all came out in 2013. Last of Us mm-hmm. being one of those games, but like people say, like oh, Ocarina of Time, best game ever. Um, Final Fantasy VII, best game, like whatever. No, Last of Us, the first Last of Us game is is like should be the magnum opus of video games. <laughs> and I guess like the opening scene to The Last of Us for the remake, it leaked this past week. Yeah. And all the comments I read all pretty much said the same thing. It was all people saying, this is awful. I hate this. This is terrible. I'm not talking about the, the game, the presentation. That's absolutely beautiful. I'm looking forward to it. It's the goddamn opening sequence of the game that I'm <laughs> saying is awful and terrible because it, it turns me into an emotional wreck every right. single time. Yeah. Yep. So <laughs> be interesting to see how the HBO series uh, handles yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So I... I I don't know if the game, the remake, is supposed to coincide with the HBO series, but... Makes sense. I imagine the series will probably generate a lot of interest. Yeah, I just... uh, I don't know how I feel about the casting. That's my only gripe. Like, I'm not, like, against who they have playing Joel and Ellie. Mm -hmm. I just feel like... I don't know if those were the the best choices. It's uh, uh, Mandalorian... And oh right, uh, yeah, Pedro, Pedro Pascal, yeah, yeah, yep. and the and Ellie's being played by the lovable, like she was a child queen on Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, Lyanna Stark. Yeah, yeah, Kate, ta- yeah. Kate, I forget her. the actress's name. Yeah, right. So I mean, not not bad actors, just like oh boy, Pedro Pascal playing the, the hero in another you know beloved IP, right? So. I get it. I think people definitely get fatigued like when an actor is wildly beloved for a while. So all of Hollywood goes, all right, cool. Let's fucking put him in everything. And then like a year later, people like, I hate this guy. Why is he in everything? I feel like that's kind of what's happening with Chris Pratt right now. Like I know, I know people have legitimate criticisms about the church he goes to, but I kind of just feel like, he was so unbelievably beloved in Parks and Rec in Guardians of the Galaxy that they were like, all right, we need this guy to headline 
all of our franchises. And now everyone's like, so fucking sick of Chris Pratt. Oh my God. If I find out Chris Pratt is starring in one more thing I want to watch, I'm going to fucking scream. Well, with the, with the exception of, uh, now I haven't seen it yet, but Thor Love and Thunder, uh, everything that Chris Pratt has been doing as of late has been awful. Whereas yeah, when you, I, I only know one person who's seen Thor Love and Thunder and they did not like it at all. And that's what I've heard so, too, is that yeah. the, the Marvel phase four that we're in right now, um, of uh, everything has pretty much been uh, hit or miss. Yeah, and in 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 the hits even are not really sticking the landings all that well. Mm-hmm. Uh, which whatever, dude. I mean, you had ten years to build up to Infinity War. Endgame was absolutely fantastic. I mean, that's it. Yeah, maybe Endgame should have been the Endgame. <laughs> I, I, I could go on and on about my complaints in that regard about how no one ever wants to end anything anymore. Like every time a show I love announces it's going to be the final season. Everyone else on social media goes, no, no, I'm so sad. I love this show. I don't want it to end. And I go, yes, it's going to have a good ending. It's not going to get canceled suddenly or stay on for 20 years until I go, Jesus Christ, why hasn't the show ended yet? Yeah. (laughs) See, I I think Samurai Jack was a great example of how you not how I guess how you end a show. Mm -hmm. You cancel it abruptly. (laughs) <laughs> build hype over 20 years <laughs> you well, you wait for the audience to all grow up which we yeah. did and then now we're all adults and then yeah 20 years later you do a final season but it's now uh more mature and more mm-hmm. violent and, and and then you stick the well you arguably stick the landing <laughs> uh, the end did you watch that final season yeah of Sam- so uh the very like the last episode of samurai jack and every i think every episode of that that season has like a perfect score on rotten tomatoes the mm-hmm. last episode i don't think has a perfect score and it's so polarizing because it's not a happy ending right and the th- there's a game that came out a platforming samurai jack game that came out maybe like a year or two later uh, that I guess you would say it's a what if mm-hmm. scenario. The game it takes place during like that final battle with Aku, where Aku mm-hmm. then gains the upper hand and you know throws Jack into the the past yet again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and basically, if you get the best ending of the game, it's a retcon of the final like five minutes of that episode where right. now you know everything is good. It's the it's the happy ending, and and it was definitely like. A fan service type of thing it's right it's a what yeah. if scenario but it's it's sort of giving people i don't know if you would equate it to like mass effect 3 and it's dlc that changed the ending but it's definitely to right. appease both sides well yeah i mean mass effect 3's thing wasn't like a retcon it just like explained things the the original ending was like the same stuff still happened just the original ending was portrayed in such a way that a lot of people assumed the worst possible things. Uh, and then, so they were like, what, why would you think we did that? Holy <laughs> shit. We're not monsters. And then they released the extended cut, which actually showed like more spelled out what they were trying to go for with the ending. <laughs> now, do you think that was necessary? Do you think it could have gotten away with not doing that? I think it was better for it. Um, see, I had some complaints about Mass Effect 3, but they were largely different from what everyone else was complaining about. So, like, 
I still think the the free DLC they released was an improvement, but I don't think the original was as like irredeemably horrible as a lot of people made it seem. Okay. I've uh despite my best attempts, I've never played more than like two hours of the first Mass Effect game, and I mm-hmm. have uh now now on Game Pass, I have the legendary edition. Yeah. So. Have you tried playing the legendary edition or just the original? Just the original. Okay, because I I haven't played the Legendary Edition yet, and mind you, I do like Mass Effect 1. My understanding is they drastically upgraded, like updated the gameplay of 1, because of the 3, that one is just the hardest for anyone to get through. The gameplay is just like way more obtuse and needlessly difficult compared to 2 and 3. The first, so they just like, yeah. Yeah, well, the first game came out in 2007. I mean, games weren't yeah. like as, as intuitive and... Uh, flowing as smooth as they are these right. days. So yeah, um, I've played Andromeda, which mm-hmm. I know people like to pretend doesn't exist. Yeah, and that's another example of a game that I liked well enough, and I feel like I would have liked a lot if they had just like put a little bit more polish on it. Um, so, you know, I just kind of blame EA for that. I, f- I feel like it had a lot of really good potential that it just didn't quite manage to meet. I was like BioWare, too. I mean, BioWare is really not what they used to be. Uh, well, yeah, that's the big complaint is like every one of their games pre being acquired by EA is considered an absolute masterpiece. And every one of their games after being acquired by EA is considered between five and I don't want to acknowledge this. <laughs> and mind you, I like a lot of them. Like I liked Mass Effect 3. I liked Dragon Age Inquisition. I love Dragon Age Inquisition, actually. Um, so, but it all comes down to personal taste. And, sure. and I, can, I can see a lot of the complaints, like even the later Dragon Age games, which I really, really enjoy. The complaints people have about them, I get. Like I look at, them, I look at those things and I go, yeah, those things do suck. I agree. I just think that the story and characters are good enough that to me they make up for any gameplay you know problems sure so but that's going to be a your mileage may vary sort of thing i saw that gamestop they have a process called pennying out which kate Mm -hmm. taught me about that's when uh they sell things (laughs) for quite literally one american penny I'm pretty sure I remember learning that too from my brief time working there. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I forgot you worked there for uh, the holiday season. Yeah, um, yeah. They they penny things. I I got actually a lot of good stuff. <laughs> it was all penny like strategy guides and like little mm-hmm. trinkets and shit. Because if they they sell it, because they can't just give stuff away for free, so they sell it for a penny. And then if it still doesn't sell, then they literally just destroy it. So they're trying not yeah. to waste product. And GameStop right now has. Uh, an exuberant stock of Anthem copies that they are trying to get rid of and they're pennying it all out now. Yeah, I'm pretty much as big of a like shameless Bioware apologist as you will ever find. I did not play Anthem and I never had even one minute of interest in trying out the game. I just... Yeah. No, I knew a guy. He was trying so hard to sell me on Anthem when it came out and I'm like, dude, no. It's not happening. <laughs> you can't. I'm glad you're having fun. And and I'm sure that five other people that are playing the game are having fun, too. But it's not going to work, dude. Um, Wasn't there a guy who, what, for Asheron's Call 2, the game was so unpopular they wanted to shut down the servers, but 
exactly one person was so adamant that he loved the game that they kept the servers alive longer just for him. Uh, well, I can tell you uh, by from firsthand experience, uh, without giving too much detail away, uh, I didn't have to sign an NDA on my way out. Too. Uh, <laughs> Ashron's call too. Uh, there was a so the game did get shut down, um, mm-hmm. and what happened was like the one guy at the company at the studio who did tech support just happened to have a computer, an old computer, at his desk that had the entire game on a hard drive within mm-hmm. it. Like, everything needed to get the game back online. Yeah. And they could have just junked the computer, junked the hard drive, and then you just like, hey, guys, look what I found. <laughs> and they put it and they, they put it back up, and it ended up, uh, they didn't, like, charge a subscription for it. Like, I think if you bought the first game, you could buy, yeah. like, a one-time purchase of the first game, and it came with the second one bundled for free. And it never had any more than, like, 200 players at any given time. Uh, yeah. It had a very dedicated fan base, and then uh, Asheron's Call kind of fell into a limbo between uh, things were sold off between companies. Asheron's Call fell into sort of an ownership limbo, and the only mm-hmm. thing they could do is shut it down entirely. So right. uh, the, both, both games were... Um, uh, shut down. Ak, I know you played a lot of the first Ashron's Call. I did, and I mean, that was a long time ago. That was like 6th to 8th grade that I was playing Ashron's Call. <laughs> that, that was, I think, the third... Was it the first or the third MMO ever developed? It was among the first. It was not the first. I believe its claim to fame was it was the first to have like a monthly update schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, they would every month do like sometimes very minor, sometimes more major, but every month they would do like a little, like a new quest yep. or like a town would change a little bit in game. So it was kind of the first like evolving, you know, regularly updated MMO. Yeah, I actually uh, I remember very vividly the the day that they announced that they weren't doing that anymore because a lot of yeah. good people all lost their jobs that day, right? Um, but I I that was up uh, to 2014. I remember. Wow. Uh, yeah. So I mean, that would have been ten years after I stopped playing, at least. Yep. <laughs> yeah, there's still people out there that that poor company. Anytime they announce anything that they're working on now. And trying to like generate excitement uh, among their their current products, they're, they just get flooded with bring back Ashron's call. Oh man! So uh, yeah, Ashron's call the one of the one of the first massively mm-hmm. multiplayer MMOs. Um, so uh, which I never played, but I know you and I know a lot of people that played. Actually, uh, Mike's brother in law, I remember, I helped him get his account back. Wow! Because he, <laughs> brought, he brought it up, and I'm like. He's like, I want to play the game again. I'm like, I can probably help you get your account back. We got to go through some steps, but, you know, I'm sure we still have it. I found it and he got it back and I felt so bad because I knew that they were shutting the game down. And I'm like, and I told him, like, yeah, I can help you get it back. And I really highly recommend you get into it. Yeah. Without giving like too much away. And then get it out of your system soon. (laughs) Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Well, when they announced that it was going away, he was just like, why didn't you tell me? I'm like, I couldn't talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That makes sense. So, uh, but he, I mean, he was happy to, he was happy to get, you know, a few, a few months out of it while he could. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, um, but, uh, 
wow, that's I think the first time I've ever really gotten in detail about that. And that's the most detail I'm getting into about it. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't really mean for you to like to talk insider info. I thought it would be more like, oh, yeah, I read on Kotaku that there was this guy who really <laughs> loved Asheron's call, too. No, no, I know exactly who saved the game, who brought it back from the dead, yeah. who's responsible for it. I mean, I haven't worked there in four months now, and they didn't, like I said, they didn't make me sign anything on the way out. Not not mm-hmm. that I have any secrets that I want to share. I don't want to get sued. Right. It's just I, yeah. I, I, you know, nothing is not nothing beyond the prospect of potentially facing a lawsuit is stopping me from talking about it. It's just also like, right. why, why would I? I'm not well, gonna- yeah. Also, the only projects uh, that I was aware of through alphas are now both public knowledge. Right. So yeah, you I'm, can- I'm dry of anything interesting to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, are you going to try multiverses now that it's actually a thing? Eh, uh, maybe, but it's not like top of my list of... I like Smash Brothers well enough for the novelty, but I'm really bad at it. So I don't really have like a big thirst for another Smash Brothers that I'm also bad at. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, well, hey, uh, ooh, this, again, not giving away where I worked, but my name's in the credits still. I, I didn't realize I get that. Um, oh, cool. I thought they would have taken me out uh, yeah. with the the Lego Skywalker saga, but I'm, I'm in it for, for multiverses, which I guess is a nice one to go out on. Uh, but, uh, I read today, I know nothing about the game. I never played any, I never played it during the alpha and Mm. I don't know if I'm going to play because I'm just not into, uh, those types of games. I also was never good at smash brothers, but I also just Mm -hmm. wasn't like, I mean, I was a Sega kid growing up. So like, yeah. Uh, I just never really had the same emotional connection everyone else has to to Smash Bros. But I do like, and Kate is going to be so pissed about this that there is a move decay in uh, in multiverses where you you can't just oh yeah. you can't just down B the entire yeah time. exactly yeah <laughs> they'll penalize you if you keep doing it like it's yep. like five times in a row and then they're like okay attack delay. Uh, you cannot do this move anymore or it's not going to do any damage because right. it's clearly the only move you know how to do and you're spamming it because you are just not skilled in anything. Yeah, no, it makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> uh, and I guess people are blasting the uh, voice acting by LeBron James because he's he's they're adding him to the game. Uh, like as himself from Space Jam. Yep. And uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's pointing out that NBA players should just not do voice acting. Well, you know, that's fair. <laughs> I feel like him being authentically himself, who is not an actor, would be more endearing than like getting an actor to play him. Right. Not not like not right. everyone is uh, is Shaq, you know, like, yeah, where they can't transition from uh, sports into acting and having a career. Right. Somebody posted this uh, on um, Reddit earlier today. It's a compilation of voice acting from NBA 2K15. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's furthering the example of why athletes... Uh, I, I, again, I, yeah, I guess athletes just shouldn't go into acting. Uh, <laughs> here, here we go. All right, because if I have to learn anything, it's that you have to tune out the noise. Only thing that matters is what happened between the lines. Do the work, listen to the culture, and the result will take care of themselves. Because at the end of the day, it's not about the money, the nice hotel, the private jets. Remember that, and you will be fine, okay? <laughs> Oof. <laughs> Oof. But also, right. why does an NBA game need 
cinematic cutscenes. Like, right? just take them out. If you hear that line read, go, you know what? This isn't necessary for the game. Let's just do without it. <laughs> There's like a whole like story mode and a whole campaign. This is a, this is a game that came out uh, seven years ago now because they do mm-hmm. NBA and they do sports games yearly. Yeah. Uh, but like, why have a career mode? Why do any of this? Yeah. There was one of them. I can't remember if it was this game, but there's one of them that uh, you get like, uh, like you start at the bottom and you know you make your way into the the major leagues, whatever, um, and you get like a nice fancy apartment mm-hmm. that you can like build up over time. But they made the space that your character can actually run around in, like. <laughs> it's like just a, the equivalent of a small hallway like there's stairs oh going God. up to the second floor of your apartment you can't go up the stairs there's furniture oh everywhere God. you can't go anywhere near it <laughs> oh my god uh i remember back in the day sports games you literally you turn the game on and then you're in whatever game it is yeah i mean if you were lucky you'd get to unlock bill clinton as a playable character you think bill clinton because my shirt has bill clinton on it I didn't even notice that. No, wasn't there like an old like SNES NBA game that had a really weird cast? It had like Kim Jong Un and Bill Clinton, and they had a few games like that, like yeah. <laughs> like more of like this uh, like NBA Jam. It was like it was like street based like sports games that didn't mm-hmm. didn't take themselves too seriously compared to the yeah. other the other games. The closest you would get in those cases to like campaign mode was like exhibition mode where is the equivalent of playing like a, a game like a, a sports full season like yeah know, 16 you'd play 16 straight nfl games because <laughs> you're yeah that's kind of what i always assumed was the full depth of story mode in these games yeah no just, not just leave voice acting out of it <laughs> no now you have things like uh like this you're right he's right we got too much talent and we work too hard to be playing like this we got to get this train right back on track real quick like that's right. We all have that attitude. The train will be rolling in no time. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, that that was tough. That was rough to get through. You can tell to like I can hear in the background like it's obvious they weren't recording this in a studio. Mm-hmm. Like they were recording it in the locker room. Kind of like yeah. al- almost like a pre or a post game interview. Yeah. We're pulling aside, like, hey, Jim, 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 right over here, right over here. Can you record these four lines for NK NBA 2K15? <laughs> wow. I mean, they uh. said th- there's no difference between this and like any uh, advertisement that you hear on the radio that an athlete does. Yeah. For like, uh, for like a children's hospital or something. Or like, I love when like a, a really bad movie is like being done by riff tracks or mystery science theater. And there'll be a really terrible line read. And one of the riffers will go like, ah, I, I fucked up that line. Do you want me to redo it? No, no, that was perfect. It was <laughs> got it in one moving on next scene. <laughs> Do you remember when, uh, was it when on the Simpsons, when Lisa is, uh, there, she wants to make, uh, like, Something that competes against Malibu Stacy mm-hmm. and uh, Krusty, like she's sitting in um, uh, like they're recording the lines for the doll. Like you pull a string, the doll talks, and then Krusty just comes in. And he's just like, "All right, let's do this." One, hey, hey, we do that again. Hey, hey, two, <laughs> bada bing, bada boom. One of the best game. He just leaves, and then the engineer goes, "Okay, Krusty, we're ready. Start. Where is he? Where did he go?" 
I, I got to play one more of this. One more of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who have thought about what? That a young buck like you could actually do the right thing and avoid getting his sorry butt kicked out the game. Told me to chill. Sounds like a wise fella to win in this league. You need all hands on deck. Good call. Check it. The ref should have checked his cell. He was trash all night. Only thing we can control there is ourselves. Forget the ref, the fan, even the opponent. Handle your business, and the ref will take care of itself. All right? I guess so. I, I genuinely feel bad for the person who is reading that line. That like, there's just like pain in their voice. <laughs> that was painful for them to get through. And for what? Who benefited from anyone doing that? <laughs> there's, there's one point where Dion is his voice. He screws up the line, and the other one just kicks in. Yeah, <laughs> the other part of the script just starts going. So, yep, we'll get the ref, the fan, even the opponent. Handle your business, and the rest will take care of itself. All right? <laughs> yep. Words to live by. Oh. Oh, my God. All right. Well, anyway, um, let me do this. Let's regroup, and then uh, I, I want to play this audio from um, the... Another very bad <laughs> actor. Right. The worst part is this isn't just like... It isn't riff tracks, like you said, and it isn't even just like bad YouTube videos of people pretending like to do the voice acting. Mm -hmm. uh, this is all real. Yeah. So uh, we will have that for you coming up. Stick around. You are listening to Hardly Focused.